Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. Do you have headaches? Do you have dizziness? Do you have vertigo? Do you know which each one is and how to separate, differentiate them? In this talk, we talk about different types of headaches, including vertigo and dizziness. We separate exactly which ones they are and by how you feel with them and also how to recover properly from either naturally or with medications. We're going to, I'll walk through the outline real quick we talked about, and this is, outline is actually in the show notes too, is type of headaches are basically these in categories of migraines, of sinus or viral headaches, of cluster headaches, hypertension headaches, or the last one is a combination of tension, uh, stress, cervicogenic, and positional. If you've told you've had headaches before, this is a talk for you to understand what kind you have and again, how to fix it over time. And also, too, we talk about dizziness versus vertigo. What does that mean? About 14 minutes. Also, causes of dizziness or vertigo, meaning benign positional vertigo, along with Meniere's disease, viral COVID-like headaches or dizziness, along with uh, exercises for vertigo, a bend-over exercise I'll show about 21 minutes in this overall talk. All right, so also we talk about, too, is lifestyle changes you can start doing. I've had patients go through this before, too where they help them if they consider themselves having hereditary headaches or migraines, the lifestyle helps minimize the frequency and severity of the headaches or migraines and or vertigo. And, and the last part too, I talked about exercises to help the tension, stress, cervicogenic or positional headaches and how these work, including the upper trap stretch, the broomstick stretch, the three shoulders exercise, I've done these before, along with the shrugs, reverse fly and standing seated posture. In the show notes, you'll see all these times for these overall exercises long type of video of, ex, of eh, headaches, vertigo, and dizziness, understanding what they are, what differences are, so you can get the right help either through a chiropractor or somebody else. All right, again, exercise will help you improve the positions, the physicality of your body to help them reduce frequency and the severity. So go to the show notes, my friends. Again, the show notes has the actual video of this talk along with previous previous uh, podcast videos along with the, the podcast link itself. So enjoy the week, my friends. Hope this helped you understand headaches for you or your family members, and I'll see you next week. Video. Yep, I actually can see myself there. Headaches are different for everybody, right? Okay. Anyone take medication for headaches? No. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Just over the counter. That's the thing. A lot of people don't realize. No, I, I just started. Just started. I'm warming the room up for you too. Well, this is this is where I have a problem with my back. Oh. I come from where I sit for two hours and my back freezes up. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this to about maybe half an hour, forty-five okay. today. Okay. I say get back to work and I don't have a lot of voice right okay. now. But this is why I give you guys the handout. A lot of it is headaches come for different reasons, and when you have headaches, as you guys have had before, know you know how to treat them. Okay, I, I, maybe I take something, maybe I do some stretch, maybe some exercises. I want to give you the big synopsis of you may not know where headaches come from, types of headaches. Also, dizziness, which medically they call vertigo, can turn into problems where you need medication permanently, or you need something that you may want to take consistently. What I deal with with my patients is, okay, where's your headache coming from as, as a healthcare practitioner? How do we fix maybe your spine if it's a nerve-related headache? How do we maybe change your diet or help you guide you through that? How do we help your body relax and de-stress? I have people come to my office that have headaches, that have dizziness, that have vertigo, that even have um, seizures from stress, from nerve issues, from lifestyle problems. And I help people get through that from their overall well-being, being a chiropractor, look at their whole well-being, not just their neck, not just their back, but their whole body. So my job is to help you understand where your headaches may come from, or if you don't have them, where they can come from, and help you realize what they are, along with the vertigo business, we'll talk about what that is. All right? So starting from the top, so I don't confuse myself, because I'll confuse myself, then we'll, we'll start all over again for five hours. So starting from the top, we talk about types of headaches being migraines. What is a migraine? What do you think a migraine is? How would you describe it in normal, layman terms? What do you think? What's a migraine for you? Yes. The worst headache you can have. Actually, it, it, it is based on the types of headaches. It's not the type. It's not the worst type of headache, but the worst headache that you can have that doesn't go away, or goes away half. Um, I remember when I was a young woman. Uh-huh. Um, you know, periodically, I would get the menstrual migraines, exactly. and it was the head, the. Uh, 
vomiting, diarrhea, just muscle pain, a sensitivity to sound and vision, visual stimuli, and it was something I didn't look forward to. Well, that's the biggest thing with migraines is it's not just the headache, it's everything coming along with the headache. Yeah. The, the hypersen what, they, what they call is hypersensitivity because your cranial nerves, your brain nerves, control your vision, control your taste, control your hearing, control control uh, your even sense of smell. And that can get to the point where you're so hypersensitive, you want to go into a dark room. You yeah. want not eat anything. You want to hear any sound. We just want a dark room. We want no stimulus at all. And even, even what they'll define as a migraine versus other headaches too is the nausea. Mm -hmm. Is the nausea, okay, I just feel bad, or I'm going to throw up. I've had people have headaches. One guy has, he, it's more vertigo stuff, but people were, they'll, they will throw violently to release that pressure sometimes. So, and, and from that list too, migraines, I had someone come with migraines. She, her, she, she thought it was hereditary. Her mom had it. Her grandmother had it, and it was like, well, I'm just going to have the rest of my life. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. She's only a teenager, like 18 years old. What's your lifestyle like? Okay, you're not eating well. Let's try eating eating better. That helped a little bit. She was able to start doing some yoga, some, some hiking, and she realized she thought she wasn't supposed to work out when we were having migraines. Her working out, her ability to relax, her ability to understand how to de-stress her body because of her work schedule, life schedule, became her headaches went from having two, three a week migraines to times a week where she has to shut everything down, it may be once a month. It may never go away, but can you control your headache, maybe a migraine or something else, to where now you know how to manage it. So she knew if I keep my body less stressed or avoid certain foods or do this every week, my routine, I may have a headache. Maybe a migraine or something else. You realize a lot of stuff that we deal with in here is you keeping your body healthy as a way to maybe not get rid of them completely, but at least reduce their frequency and severity. The next one here too are sinus viral headaches. Who's ever had that type of sinus headache or sinus pressure? Me also, me also, okay? Who's ever had a headache or hurt someone had a headache with COVID? Me also, okay? So a lot of it is viral, when it says viral headaches, like COVID, it is a virus that's out there can have headaches like that. How do we take care of those? We take care of the infection. Make our body healthier. We take more probiotics, keep our immune system up. So our body, immune system-wise, can fight off these type of headaches. Any questions about those? Kind of simple. I have a question. Yes. What about sleep apnea? Does that cause headaches? It can cause pressure headaches. And more sleep in general, lack of sleep can cause headaches from just being feeling more sensitive to stress. People get that as a way, as a stress type of a headache. In the last two years, I haven't been stressful at all. No, not for the best years of our lives. It's been a roaring 2019 to 2022 so far. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, when I, when I talk to someone, a patient, or even someone that I know, what's your stress level? And my biggest thing, like you mentioned too, sleep is so important. If someone doesn't sleep, especially long term, and they're having pain, my job is to make their stress level drop by taking away the pain so they can't sleep. My number one priority is to make sure they sleep better. If, I, if they sleep better, their body's more relaxed. They're in a relaxed state of health versus stress state all the time. That fight or flight thing kicks in. And fight or flight will keep you in that light alpha sleep versus deep delta REM sleep where a body can actually rest. That's the goal is to get someone to relax and give them one thing. Right. Yes, Dan? I get sinus headaches when it's from hot to cold, but mm -hmm. not when it's cold or hot. And I don't want to cold. Hot to cold, how does hot to cold change your your blood pressure? I never thought about that. It causes the pressure to go increase to help warm up your body. So at that point, if your body is, is trying to warm up and you have, say, slight low blood pressure, I'm sorry, slight high blood pressure, it would throw your pressure up for that period of time until your body regulated to the room temperature. Well, I have poor blood circulation, so mm -hmm. I'm always cold. Mm -hmm. And even exercise, it takes me 30 minutes to warm up before I even, and the class will be over an hour or so. I don't, I don't know. Do you ever drink decaffeinated tea or hot soup? Mm -hmm. Well, not, no, not decaffeinated tea. Or just, or just tea in general to help warm up? Green tea every now and then. I, I use I use soup as a way to warm up. 
So I, for example, if I have to work, say, a, a, a morning shift, I'll go and have, and I want to stay warm, I'll have soup for breakfast. Even, I'll put some potatoes in there, cut up potatoes, and keep it warm. So it's a way, it's, it's, it's a way to, to artificially warm your body up so your body inside is warm, so it doesn't have that big change temperature. Anytime our body has a big temperature change, it has to work hard to go from hot to cold to cold to hot, right? And cold to hot is hard because now your body has to push more blood through your body versus hot from hot to warming down your body, you do it through how? Sweating. You sweat more, we breathe more, we breathe harder. So your body knows how to self-regulate from hot to cold to cool it off, but it's harder to go from cold to hot. Exercise, yes, is a big way to do it, but then you are, you're doing some, like you said, it's going to take more time for you. So we, so we start our exercise with the internal body being warmed up versus not being warmed up. Does that kind of give you? Yeah, that helps. It's, it's, it's an artificial solution, but it's going to help you. I, I've never said, hey, go take medications to warm your body. No. Let's do it naturally. Because well, that's just your body. Everyone's, are we all the same? No. Our physiology is only fits the book about 70%. So when, some, when the surgeon goes in your body and does, for example, gallbladder surgery, you don't have to go, hey, the book told me this, I'll do this. So you can go in and kind of see where things are, make sure things are the right place, where it should be, okay, then I'm going to cut here, take this out here, figure out what's going on. So everyone's body's different, so your body, okay, that's what it is, it's having self-regulate. Our body wants to find self-regulation in its own spaces, it wants to feel good, it wants to feel normal. And it'll give you signs to tell you, hey, I'm not normal right now, help fix me. You can go either medical route, medication, surgeries, or do natural. I would go natural first, doesn't work. Okay, then you can still take something out. Or do surgery if you need to. All right? And cluster headaches, when, I, when you said, yes, ma'am, question? Yeah, I was surprised when you mentioned probiotics mm -hmm. for sinus and viral. Mm -hmm. I always thought it was for gut. For everything, your whole immune system. So, where's the immune system come from? Our gut. You fix the gut, but through probiotics, at that point, things like that, at that point your body can actually heal faster. That's more long-term, right? For example, I had COVID early January, late December. I've been on probiotics ever since, oral and, and pill-wise, to make sure my system within three months is back to my normal. You know, so it's making sure you give yourself time for your probiotic to heal so you don't get sick again. You're not you're more prone for the next thing coming down. That's my the way to deal with the again, how to counter that if you've had something. And then cluster headaches, those are severe headaches. Those are headaches where you feel like your head's gonna blow up. When you get those cluster headaches, if you ever get those, I, I don't I, I don't care if my worst enemy to get them, I don't have any enemies, to get cluster headaches, because those will knock you out and put you in the hospital. If you have if, if it's in your if you have them, you know you've had a cluster headache. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of pain, and it's very hard to regulate those. Even medication doesn't really want to work. They, they trace it back to a hypothalamus or hormonal issue, but again, that's just, that just trying to find a reason why. So if you ever tell someone who has cluster headaches, just pray for them, that's all you can really do. Okay, there are medications before that, but again, lifestyle, your diet, nutrition, your stress level can cause some of that too. So bring the frequency down by your lifestyle. I have a patient, and it's more into seizures beyond this. She gets seizures, when she's under too much stress. So I'm gonna treat her, actually, I'm gonna treat your neck and treat your body, but you want, I'm gonna help the internal stress decrease by your nerves, and your job is to decrease your external stress. It all works on your body. Okay, so making sure your body, whatever your stress is, reduce that as much as you can. Hypertension headaches. What do you think those are, hypertension headaches? Blood pressure. Either low or high. Low or high. So making sure your blood pressure made your medications, your lifestyle through your diet is better will decrease those types of things. I, and people have some of that too. We'll go down when we talk about this vertigo, we'll talk about that too. People have active headaches also in position change. They go from a seated to a standing position or lying down to seated position. So if you know you have those, when you feel something coming up, give yourself time to get up. Don't force yourself to get up too fast. Right, so think about it, okay, where, what's going on? I feel a little dizzy, a little headache coming on. I give myself to get up, and then I'll figure out what's happening. Once you start moving, usually they go away. Most people tell me head headaches where they go away with movement, 
with positional change. Okay? Next one, number five. You guys got the handout too? I have handouts this month. You guys are lucky. It's here, number five. I combine them all into one stress, tension, headaches, cervicogenic, neck related, also positional too. Is how do we look at the spine as a source of headaches in the sense where realize nerves in your neck, especially upper neck, they actually run nerves that go from here, go to your head, along with the cranial nerves to cause eye pressure, head pain, ear pain, tinnitus, the one, two, dizziness, balance. So these headaches, when you're under, ten when we're under tension, what happens to our shoulders when we're stressed? Ooh, we do this, we tighten up. So when they tighten up, what happens? Now you shorten that area from your shoulders to your neck. You're making that whole muscle tighten up. The spine tightens up also to make your overall area want to cause the nerves to fire. So my job is, as a chiropractor, we'll talk about this at the very bottom, we'll kind of help this, is how do we get the shoulders to relax? Because once the shoulders tighten up, our head doesn't go here, it goes here. It makes your whole body hunch. If we get our head back here, build up those nerves to make the overall body relax ner nervous system-wise so you don't have those type of headaches. Okay, so walk through the very bottom of those five steps of exercises, walk through what that's going to be. Okay? So, that covered, so I want to get to the exercise as soon as possible. So positional headaches too, positional, that means like how do you sit, how do you stand? Do you have good posture? And that'll give you long-term changes by changing your posture if you need to, allow your body to decrease those frequency of headaches. Right? Or walking too, we talked about that last time. When we're walking, we stay back on our heels. We'll walk through all that, how that works. All right? Any questions so far? Nothing yet? Dizziness versus vertigo. What is dizziness for you? If I'm sitting here, right, I'm not moving, and I feel, man, I, just feel, I feel dizzy, is it a sense of just that little bit of shift? At that point, I feel like my body's still shifting. Does that make sense? Is that, and it's almost balanced too, correct? I feel a lot balanced today. My body doesn't feel like I'm, I'm staying still. That's more dizziness. in your ear? Part of it, part of it. You are, you are jumping ahead, man. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is, we can have other things going on that can cause that to become dizzy. But dizziness versus vertigo. Vertigo is when I'm sitting here and the room's spinning on me. I get up and the room spins. I'm like, whoa, I didn't move. The spinning is what makes that vertigo different than dizziness. People come in and go, they go, I feel dizzy, and so I want to verify with them as a patient, are you dizzy or do you have vertigo? So I'll kind of see where they are. And part of my history is also, have you had ear infection recently? Have you had, have you had anything going on with your ears, any, any ear surgery, even jaw surgery too? Where you clog that one side of your ear to throw off your balance. Part of your vestibular gland in your ear, your vestibular bones, they control your balance. If your balance is off, you're gonna feel dizzy and your cause vertigo. Okay? Benign BPV is, I don't know, I get the right today. It's benign positional, get a pen that works. Positional vertigo. Okay, and if any teachers in the room, any teachers in the room, it doesn't look correctly spelled, it, you're probably correct, so let me know. Because I misspell this stuff all the time. Benign positional vertigo. Okay, so what happens is when I go from a seated position here, I feel great today. It's the best of my life. And all of a sudden I stand up like, whoa, let me sit down. I stand up, the whole room spins. I go from lying down to sitting up, the room spins. Okay, it usually doesn't happen from here to here, but it can. It can happen by doing nothing. I a couple years ago, Norma, and she had vertigo at least once a week. And no causes. Just her Wednesdays, Tuesdays, she can have vertigo. So my thing is, okay, when do you have it? Is it positional? And benign meaning there's no tumors, nothing medically going on. It's just, it's in their body. 
So what, what I do with this one is making sure that I treat the neck, because that, again, that neck nerve up here, right, can cause that headache, that dizziness, that sexism of the head, causing even migraines too. I treat that, and with, with chiropractic care, to help that BPV, it's about 10%. Sometimes 10 people get help with chiropractic. So I just go, hey, I'm gonna treat the neck. I saw the x-rays, it's being pinched in there too on the x-rays, the vectors in our office. At that point, I'm gonna give you two weeks to get better. If not, it's not gonna work for you. Within the second visit, she was fine. She has maybe, she had one last November, October, and she hasn't had one since. And again, what I added with her too, is how do we stretch the neck? How do we make sure your neck is loose? Make sure we have enough exercises for the neck and shoulders so our tension doesn't get to us versus being relaxed and strong. So everybody's different. So looking at your lifestyle, whatever that's gonna be, how do you customize the plan to make everything loose and strong? Once you know what's working for you, okay? What is Meniere's? What is, they call Meniere's the knee disease. I don't like the word disease. Disease sounds kind of negative. That's what Meniere's in there. What is that? It's when the nerve in the neck becomes more pinched. It's pinched neck, pinched nerve in the neck, causing the vertigo. So I had a patient um, two years ago, and she had it pretty bad. So she knew when she was going to have it, because she'd have eye pressure, she would have ear pressure also. So I would treat her neck to help minimize those symptoms and try to catch it early. The nerve disease, you're always going to have that. But keeping your neck loose, again, same thing, keep your neck loose and strong and healthy, allowed her to minimize her vertigo from her Meniere's disease. And by suggesting the neck kept that nerve calmed down, she didn't want to cause that vertigo. So when you get vertigo, what happens is you see someone's eyes when they have vertigo, their eyes are shaking the whole time. Weird, like a zombie or something. But their eyes shake from the, from the spinning in the room. It almost feeds itself. So when someone has vertigo, I tell them, you know it doesn't feel good to keep your eyes open, focus on one thing to stop the spinning. Gives you my, my, my two cents when they have it right away. Okay? What's viral vertigo or dizziness? Again, this is like the other one, right? From a virus, you have an infection, maybe the ear, maybe something else, like that, even your throat too can cause some of that, to where anything in the head related will allow that to become, become dizziness or vertigo. I knew people that had COVID before, and their first sign was dizziness. Like, I just felt like I couldn't stand up straight. Didn't have any of the flu stuff, didn't have any of the cold stuff, didn't have any coughing. It was just, I couldn't stand up straight. But tested, boom, positive for COVID. So it's a sign of a viral infection sometimes versus a neck issue, versus a blood pressure issue. So knowing these, when I put types or causes, by knowing the causes and where you're feeling, allows us to help you as a healthcare practitioner get over that and help reduce the frequency and severity of your headaches, dizziness, or vertigo. All right. Any questions yet? If you ever have vertigo, one thing I, I saw a good video on yesterday, because they have one called epidemiogram, heard that epidemiogram? Would have you lie on your back, have your head come off of a table or, or a bed, and go to one side 30 seconds, other side 30 seconds, your body here on the one side of the table or bed and then here 30 seconds and sit up this way 30 seconds that's a lot of neck motion so it may fix your vertigo then you have neck pain i don't want to cause that won't get mad at me so <laughs> a simple one okay but this is what they said is is finding a chair with handles which well, is not got handles here is if you have vertigo to help minimize that, even dizziness too, is to lean forward, 30 seconds here. Once you're, once you're here, then go straight back into a chair, a chair sitting up. It's gonna, it's gonna make it a little irritated. It almost makes you more sensitive to the headache dizziness and also it drops it. So it keeps you here so your body will self-regulate back to normal. So it'll be 30 seconds here, that's over and then 30 seconds, drop yourself in a chair, so you almost make it worse and make it better. Sounds like torture to me, but I guess it works. Well, I've only had it in bed. Got it, okay, well you're in bed, you woke up that way. Well, Pretty I, good. I, I tried to get up and it was just flew me back. Yeah, like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. And what helped it get better? 
I just had to take it easy. I just slowly tried to move around and run away. It was scary. I had it a couple and, times, but it's And no ear infection, nothing like that? Good. Not that I was aware of. And, and that's the thing, sometimes it's spontaneous. Right? Yeah, it's scary. You gotta watch and see if someone especially has it. Old. What's that? Especially when you're old. No, it's not the OLD thing. <laughs> We're not gonna use that one. <laughs> But you, have, but you have to be able to know yourself, right? If, if I get this, and I, if I have this happen, I get vertigo, I have to make sure whatever I'm doing, I'm doing. I feel like dizziness or vertigo when they're driving. Then what do you do? I had someone who, she has seizures from stress, and she gets some vertigo with that too. One time she had to drive herself to the hospital with the vertigo. What happened, she ran into a, a street pole. That's not good. Around somebody over. And then what happens when we're under stress, what do we do? We think we gotta, we gotta take care of ourselves. But having that, and this goes beyond that, having that buddy system, hey, I'm having something going on, can I call you, can I call you for help if you, don't, if you don't live with somebody? So we wanna make sure you're, you're safe no matter what. She had her husband to call, he, she just wanted to bother him at work. I'm like, yeah, but you ran into a pole. So the husband, like, maybe she shouldn't be driving. I don't know. Again, common sense stuff. We're, we're under stress. Fight or flight, it'll take break. It's like people have a heart attack. They grab themselves to the hospital. Like, I just didn't know what was going on. Like, you're having a heart attack, sir. Call an ambulance. I'm okay if I'm on our feet from the ambulance, too, but I want to die on the road. You know, so you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta think sometimes, let someone else think for you if you can't think straight. So my wife thinks for me all the time, 100%. She does. All right? So, let's jump down to one thing before we do exercise. I'm gonna get through those. Those will be quick. In the last part, we talked about diet. We talked about diet and lifestyle changes. And I had someone who has severe vertigo. I saw him about three weeks ago. He and when he throw when he has vertigo, he throws up like a cannon. He he, he throws up profusely and it launches him. Gross, right? Gross. He found out through a doctor that he had to see about through a specialist. He said like the doctor asked him. When you eat salt, does it make you feel nauseous or throw up and have vertigo? He goes, I don't know. And this happened like the last year, not even the six months. So, he, he, so now he tested it and he will not have any salt at all. If he does, he'll go to a restaurant and go, just give me a chicken breast with nothing on there. Said, and if you put anything on there, you will see your walls painted today. I'll paint the walls for you. <laughs> Oh, so, so he found out what his cause, again, maybe not an old, old thing, but his body changed chemistry-wise. So at that point, there was no other reason that's what causes his vertigo now the last six months with the throwing. All right, any questions about that? Well, I've heard, I know people that have MSG, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's salt. Yes, it's a form answer. of salt. Yeah, it's, it's a preservative. MSG, monosodium. Oh. That big word, whatever she said, I don't know, I never know. Two, two, two syllables. Oh, she brings it all the She knows. <laughs> Anything more than two syllables, I'm like, I don't want to say that word, but I mess it up. No. I'm beyond my schooling years, I hope. So back to exercises now. This is the middle part. This is the this is the, the moneymaker. Okay, exercise for for headaches number five, tension, stress, circumstantial headaches, positional headaches, dizziness, and vertigo. Okay? So number one is upper trapezoid. This is complicated, so make sure you pay attention on this one. We're going to go here, take your right hand, his right hand, right, over your left ear, and I'll show you real quick, right behind the ear, the back corner, and you just pull that, we're going to turn, with your right hand, you're going to turn your head to the left, and now, your head down to your body. That'll be your stretch to help that left part of the upper trap, those nerves, your left hand side of your neck, help them open up those nerve roots. Take the pressure off the nerve, help those stress headaches, the shoulder tension, that even dizziness and vertigo to help minimize that. Hold that for about 30 seconds. Give me one second. So here. I was trying to mimic you. That's why I did it. There we go. That's the face. You want to feel a little tension on there. Not, not pain, but just tension on that muscle that goes from the base of the skull 
to your shoulder joint out here, along with your upper back. You want to turn that head and down to your body at the same time. Okay? Does that feel good? Only one side? I will do both sides. Good, good, good job. We be part of the crowd. We participate. Same thing we're going to do here is turn a little bit. I'll turn this way and do the right side. So left hand over your, over your left or your right ear. Turn your head to the right shoulder. Head down toward your body to do your right side. Boom. Again, I patient hold for 30 seconds. Do a little bit more or less if you want. You want to hold it, not go back and forth, not bounce. Because the bouncing is more for muscles. It's more for the ligaments in the spine. Keep the spine, it's not for muscles. So 30 seconds, both sides. What I do to you if it's your first time, I put this video up on my YouTube channel so I can give you that in a couple days. So you can all see the videos again in a couple days if needed. Okay, do a replay if I need to. Okay? This is still 30 seconds, both sides. And then broomstick stretch. This is always a fun one with the people. Always fun. So here. Any broomstick will do, PVC pipe, swift, or whatever you have at home. Whatever solid stick you have. Coming back. And if you go, and then if you can go here, and then you want to stop, that's great. If you can go all the way over, then back here, all the way forward. We've done these before too. Yeah. And you want to get the shoulders and neck looser. We talked about that again. Upper trap, base of skull, shoulder, upper back. You want to make sure that whole area loosens up. This allows even the upper back here to help your posture come up more versus being stuck forward. If I'm like this and I feel upper back pain, it's going to feel really good. Does the back connect? To, does the upper back connect to the neck? Just say yes if you're not sure. Okay? Just say yes. So if my upper back is tight here, I'm going to throw my neck forward, I'm going to pinch my neck and cause those type of headaches, dizziness, or vertigo. We get that upper back to really stretch along the shoulders and everything come back. But, but this I do every day though, because I tore my left shoulder like 20,000 years ago. So, but if this feels like I can go about here, I'm going to stop for five seconds and come forward. Do it five times. Let's say five times five. Hold for five seconds up here if that feels good. Then come back down. You want to try this? Any takers? Okay, good. We've done this before. So it's just more for, for the headaches, but this is for the vertical. Again, last time. Here. You can go all the way back. Good for you. I do this about ten times at home. It's up. You can do five to ten. All the way forward. Or if you want to come up here, then just hold for five and come back. Any questions? Yes, no. No, no question. Okay. Yes, no. Oh, that's what it is. Got it. Got it, got it. So this is, and again, I give, I give these to kids, and we're kind of like, they're like, like this. Like, they're like, mm -hmm. don't force it. Just start getting work way over. It takes time. It took like three days over my head. Three days. I was erection. There you go. That's all it is. But keep working on it. Keep working on it, right? When you, when you, I forgot about it. That's why I remind you. That's what I do. So when you did it, though, what did you feel when you did it before? Well, I felt like if I did it any farther, it would hurt. Mm -hmm. so, Where do you feel the tension? More here or more the upper back? Oh, here. It's all that pressure in the back we of the neck. Whenever we had it. That class, right? Home and yes. You tried it once. Good for you. <laughs> Try it again. But, but you realize people, they hold tension. They do this. All that pressure ends up right here in the back of your neck. Okay. That, that'll cause you to feel like you have, some people feel like they have a hump. Call the Dower's hump, probably from Dr. Dower's hump, I'm not sure. But that Dower's hump is from all the pressure building up all the time. We open everything up, relax the shoulders, drop the shoulders back to make that ease on our body. That's the biggest thing is, can we get it back here to lock it in so it stays there? Number three are the three shoulder exercises. This is my go-to when someone has shoulder pain that's going away, upper back pain, gets better over time, okay? So number one, this is through shoulder, so I'm gonna do three exercises, this one exercise thing. Number one is here. Again, I like against the wall can help your posture stay up too. Is here, all the way out. Elbows have to stay tucked in people. A lot of times, I'm showing people this exercise, they do this. The breathing, like I can do it right. So here, lock the elbows in, come all the way out. Hold for a second so you don't bounce. 
come back to Earth. This is number one. Okay, so again, replay, all the way out, hold, all the way. You might just go here. Good. Start there and work your way in. As you feel comfortable, comfortable. Here, what's this doing is getting the upper back here to loosen itself up and give you that open position versus hunched and closed position. Alright? Number two of the street shoulder, exercise number two, elbows parallel with your shoulders. And what we do is keep the elbows still, so get using walls easier, and come straight up, hold, and come straight down. Alright? Any questions on that? We're not going to do this. Not going to chicken wing it. No chicken wings. Just here, straight back, and forward. Okay? That allows now the shoulders to open up and come back, rotate backwards, instead of being here and tight. We're getting all that pec major, pec minor muscle, anterior delt to, to stretch. These are tighter muscles. We like, even though our body should be balanced, symmetrical, because we sit so much, these muscles tighten up in the front. These muscles in the back, they weaken, allow that motion to occur. We have to now stretch everything back to here, and then from here, make sure you lock in with more exercises too. Once you've done that, number two, number three, is number three? Number three is hips against the wall. It's kind of hard with this little bench right there. Here, you know, lean forward about maybe 10 degrees, feet forward a little bit. Thumbs pointed forward. I always start with water bottles. Then from there, come up, hold, and come back down. The goal with this one is to make sure, we talked about that dower hump. Dr. Dower back here, back in the neck. Make sure back here is actually pinching when you come up, then opening up when you come down. Okay? Allows it to pinch to make it stronger here instead of weaker here. Any questions about that? So just your quick review. Number one, excellent rotation with the elbows tucked in. Number two, horizontal, coming straight up. Hold for a second, coming straight down. Number three, bends over versus being staying straight up. Here, thumbs pointed forward. The water balls come to your next to your ear basically. Hold for a second. Second, pinch the back of your neck, then come back down. When you come up, again, just to clarify, come up, pinch the neck as you're coming up, then go up. Alright. Any questions? Where's our neck supposed to be? Oh good. Good question. Good questions. Again, you are turning attention today. Here, the whole time, point looking straight ahead. Point ahead here the whole time. Hold, and then come back down. And again, if we're just coming here, good. That's good to start. And over time, get them higher and pinch that back of the neck more. Question? Nothing yet? Take a water break real quick. Clear enough? That last two. Now that, once you feel, man, these feel pretty loose, I feel pretty good, I feel I can handle this posture now back here, now what I want to do is take the water bottles or weights, whatever you have at home. You want to go over time heavier and heavier. You want to build strength in your upper traps here. You want to make them stronger. If they're stronger, they hold you back. Less neck spine tension versus being here end of the day. When we build strength, we also build what's called endurance. It allows you to last the whole day here versus, bam, by 2 o'clock, I'm like, oh, no. Let's get our body stronger to handle that whole day. Okay? So sorry. That's okay. We'll dance it out. We'll dance it out. We'll just dance it out. We're fine. We're good. It happens. It happens. Like, what time I had a funeral happen? I'm like, it was me this time. No. So here, shrugs. Shrugs sometimes are done this way by like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's good for him. We're worried about posture. So what I want to do is bring your weights, whatever you need is water bottles, bring your hands open, facing out. So what it'll do is get your chest and your upper body to fix that posture more upright. Here, we're going to come one, one plane. We're going to go straight up. Hold. Bring that again, the head. Looking forward. Hold. And then relax. When you come up, breathe in. On the way down, breathe out. Use your breath to do a little bit more. All right, so again, last time, head up, up, and down. Woo, exhausted.
What's Tredis? Anybody? Anybody? Come on over. Give me the simple one. See, I gave you the simple one. Go ahead. Let's go right there. And then right here. So bring those hands open. Good shoulders back here. Pinch them a little bit. A little pinch. Head up a little hard. Good, right there. And then come straight up. Good. Pinch, 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 pinch. Come back down. Good. Again, one more time. Good. And now, this time, good. This time, physically breathe in on the way up. And then physically breathe out on the way down. So all your out. There you go. Ooh. Good. Does that feel okay? Where do you feel that? Good. Good. Right there, because you're, you're rotating back. You're getting those back muscles to work for them. Good work, good work. Golf clap for you. <laughs> and here too, this one's a little more difficult. It's part of the other exercise we talked about a second ago. Is taking those, again, those water bottles and coming up as far as you can, looking straight ahead, as far as you can, up, and then all the way down. The full range of motion this time. And the goal of this one is to make sure all of this here contracts, your upper traps and shoulders, contracts on the way up, and on the way down, relax on the way down. And the slower you go, the harder it is. So coming up, take a full circle, hold, and come on down, having your hands point forward the whole time. We're starting here like the shrug, and coming all the way forward, and all the way down. Not really. It'll help. It'll help. Actually, there is a little difference where it'll help your lower back also work in that position. So I people my office do it. I want them standing because I want them to feel the lower back too contract and hold you up here versus seated. Now all your lower body is relaxed. The trade-off is when you're seated is when we have more of the problems allows you to really feel your seated position here coming up and coming down. When you're standing, you can almost lean forward a little bit more so you can use that lower back more and contract the whole time to come up and then come down. You feel a difference? You're using more muscles, right? So someone may start to chair first because it feels better on their back. And as they feel better, they will stand up and do it too. And if this feels uncomfortable, I'll do this, bring one foot forward, one foot back, they have better balance on their back foot, but it doesn't hurt their back as much. And modify it this way for now until their back feels more comfortable. Alright? Any questions? You're welcome. Any questions so far? Yep. Okay, yeah, same thing. Anytime we start a motion, we want to do is breathe in and breathe out. Even these two, the three, three exercises too, want to breathe in. Want to breathe out. When we start, we breathe in, and we breathe out. Alright? So that's you want to use your breath to make that thoracic cavity open up. When it opens up, it doesn't open up this way, it opens up this way. So now all these muscles between the ribs, all the muscles between the ribs, they start opening up too. So your whole body will shift everything back here. You want the whole body to move at the same time. The last two is standing and seated posture position. So you guys have done this before. You're going to sit in a chair, like we normally do. But instead of being here, or relaxed and just happy-go-lucky, you're going to bring your feet either underneath this way or over. It's up to you. You want to build more in front of the chair, first, first half of the chair. What you want to do is have our feet underneath them as possible, knees below the hips. So now our body stays up here instead of being here. Allows our hips to clear allow our body now to sit back on our tail, on our hip bones, so now we have to lean back to feel better balance. So what are we doing here? We're getting our posture, our shoulders, by doing this, we have to get our shoulders to drop, our body to contract, but now work on this position to help that neck and shoulder stay separated. Keep our body back in better, better efficient posture. And as black people do, hips below your knees, Feet underneath you first in the chair, so now you're allowed your body to lean back to hold better position. Right. Any questions? You guys look good back there. Good. Good. That's the thing is, feet underneath us allows us to really sit here at the center of gravity versus all of this space. 
But now we're able to relax here. Alright? Really it, it works pretty good, right? It allows you to really contract your lower back and again your thoracic cavity your, your core to hold you up here. Makes you work when you sit. I had a guy I did an interview with, he's in Virginia, and he invented a chair, it's called the rocker. It's basically a stool. I mean, the stool is like a one, it's it's a one millimeter center of gravity. So if you're off any any like any half inch, you're like, whoa, I can come back here. It, make, it makes your back almost sore to get used to that, that center of gravity being so low. So even though we're here in the chair, right? Our center of gravity, even though we're as straight as possible, is still the width of our hips. So when you get that down to one little point, you're like, I move here, I have to move back. It makes you sit there, but sometimes too long where it makes your back too. So just working on that sitting posture back here allows things to get stronger. So your whole core feels this is your normal, not here as your normal. As long as you want. I would start with maybe a minute or so. Feel, feels a little, once it feels a little tight, stop. Give yourself days, even a couple weeks, in that position. Everyone ever get like orthotics for your shoes? Like orthotics or inserts in your shoes? I have. I do too because I've done art before. And a lot of they say, wear them an hour the first day. Feels good? Wear them an hour, a couple hours until day. That's all it is. And give yourself time to adapt to your position. They're just trying to force it. Your body, will re your, your mind, your cerebellum, back here in your cerebellum, will, re will relearn its default position if you give it time. And being aware of it consciously initially is good, and when time comes, you're unconscious. I feel like come in after a couple months of comparison here and there, but man, I, I can't select this anymore. I can't do this anymore. It feels weird. I'm like, congratulations, you made it. You graduated. Better posture. <laughs> next one, it's hard to this here. We want to do the next one, the standing posture versus seated, is also important. When I'm standing, it's going to be difficult. I'll do it. You can do it over here. In this wall. Excuse me, ladies. I'm going to move this over here, if that's okay. Right behind me here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do is a couple steps I want to do. Put my heels against the wall, my hips, my shoulder, and my head. I want to hold this position to have my head straight for about 30 seconds. Arms, I like them having them more open. My hands open versus being obviously not closed because you can still get this to the wall. You want to have your shoulder blades back here, both sides, your blades. Touch that wall and open your hands up to get more of that pressure position. I'm here, again, my head, my shoulders, my hips, my heels allows me to hold that position for, say, 30 seconds or so. And coming off the wall to hold that position, too, you want to do is bring your bring maybe a half a step forward so you're off the wall completely. And from there, lean back on your heels. Make that your better position over time. So when on my heels, like the sitting position, when you lean back more, now all the core muscles fire to lock this in instead of walking what you're used to. Most people walk on the walk, walk on their toes or midfoot all day long with this. So we want to make sure we're on our heels so your body resets its balance point back here on your spine, not on your muscles. Alright, any questions about that? You want to try this real quick? I want to check your posture. I want to see. I want to someone to grade you on this posture. <laughs> Quick grading. <laughs> One to hundred. So heels all the way back. Hips against the wall. Shoulders against the wall. And then head against the wall. Or right there. Hands. Your hands open like this a little bit. Good. Does that feel weird? No. If I start walking like this, it does. Crazy. <laughs> We're all a little crazy. Like, That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, don't walk like that here. <laughs> Take a step forward a little bit. And now walk, walk a normal stride, but walk, and, and look at your arms, and walk, but walk your head up and heel the toe when you're walking. You stay back on our heels the whole time. How does that feel? Weird? Um, well, getting used to it. Time, right? Time. Inspired I, I do it when I remember. Yes. When I remember. It just takes time to remember, and but by doing it, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good job, good job, good job. When we do it, when we, I like the happy hands. When we do it over and over again, we do it with movement, then our body resets everything faster. The movement allows your body to connect with your brain to reset faster. Right. Any questions at all? 
questions? <laughs> Again, if you don't, if you're not on my email list, um, I, what I do is send out an email list every month newsletter, but also it'll be on my YouTube um, in about probably today, by Thursday. Cause I'm leaving that town on Thursday. So by Thursday, I'll be up here on the YouTube channel on the workshop playlist. Boom. I'm all fancy technical. Questions? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. The heel to toes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So here. Right now, I have a tendency to stumble. So if uh, I start to walk more that way, uh -huh. I'll be less inclined to stumble over something. Good. And you're not stomping either. You give yourself more chance to, re to rebalance yourself when you're walking. So someone who has, for example, uh, gait pattern issues, walking issues, I have you use a wall and just roll your feet back and forth to get your body to reset how you walk. So you can see over there too, using a wall initially if need be, rolling your feet back and forth. So when you're rolling your feet, you're going to start with, for example, your left heel on your left heel and your right foot being flat. I'm going to roll my left foot forward, my left foot goes flat, my right heel comes up, so I'm on my right toe. Hold it for a second and reverse that. Both sides five times. The slower you go, the more you're going to regain your balance and reset your posture when you're walking your gait pattern. You can even do it with your eyes closed too. Depends how much life insurance you have. Come down, hold, and come back. And as you close your eyes, you're like, whoa, I feel really weird. Touch the wall. And I, I like feeling weird because it resets your posture faster, your balance faster, your gait pattern faster. All right? One of my tricks to the trade. Got all my secrets with you guys. Questions, ladies? We're good? I get back to work. Dang this job. All right, thank you for coming. Thanks for all your participation today. We had fun.